It is the Comic Vine Weekly Podcast for the week beginning September 26, 2016. I am Tony Guerrero, and joining me is nobody. Uh, that Matt Elfrin guy is having technical difficulties, and I think we did not do a podcast last week. Pretty sure. Sh- no, we did one. Okay, we did one on Friday, but we didn't do the Monday because I was flying back from Long Beach Comic Con. And there, I didn't want to go another week without doing a podcast because it's just not right. You know, it's not a good way to start the week. Everything just feels feels wrong. So you guys are gonna have to put up with me by myself for a little bit, but we're just gonna get through some of the basics. So this will probably be a slightly shorter episode. So sorry or you're welcome, but we'll go through that. First of all, I, I'll let me just talk about Long Beach Comic Con. It, I, I love that that convention. I, I've mentioned it before. I've, I've gone to every single um, Comic Con because they also have the Comic Expo in the. It's like February now, but the Comic Con that they have in Long Beach is usually in September. It used to vary like around Halloween. I think one one year is actually in the beginning of November, and but now it seems to have settled in September. So it, it's it's a nice show. It's it's big enough but it's still kind of intimate where you know you can actually move around on the floor you can talk to people and you know you can talk to artists and and you know get your commissions and all that they usually have you know good guests you know celebrities and all, all that stuff so it, it's a cool show and there will be an art challenge mystery art challenge so i did another one i know one just went up with a uh, psylocke that was actually filmed during Emerald City Comic Con, like back in April, I totally dropped the ball because I meant to have that ready for May when X Men Apocalypse came out. It just it didn't happen. I it totally slipped my 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 mind. And then I when I realized, I was like, oh crap! So I with the Blu-ray coming out soon, this was a, a good time to do it. And I also had a um, Austin, one of our video producers edit it so it's a little different uh, just experimenting trying to to see what works so if you have watched it please uh you know put some comments to let me know what you feel it's a lot shorter because when i used to do the big super cuts there like 25 minutes who do you really want to watch 25 minutes of, of you know sped up drawing yeah it's cool but do you have 25 minutes i don't usually watch videos for 25 minutes at a time on, on my computer so let me know what you think of that. And there will be another one that, that we'll put out. And coming up next week, this is crazy, is New York Comic Con. So that is what, the, the October 6th? That, that's coming up. So that, that's going to be nuts. Matt and I will be there. Uh, Ryan, our, another one of our video producers, will be there. Um, Tony from, uh, one of the Tonys, there's just so many Tonys, Tony from GameSpot will, will be there. So we're going to have... A fun time. I'm still ironing out the details, making appointments, not all that fun stuff. So hope to see you there. And yeah, let us know if you're if you're going. Oh, the other thing I want to mention about Long Beach. The other thing that was really cool. 
is I, I took my daughter. So yeah, I've talked about my daughter once or twice uh, on, on this show. So she went, she is, you know, her, right now her passion is photography. She's got a great eye. I may have mentioned that before. Um, if I mentioned it several times, I'm sorry. Um, but, but she's, she's really good at, at just perspective and angles and, and just, you know, capturing you know, these, these great images. So she went with, I took her with me and, you know, she took a bunch of cosplay, which was great for me because while I was filming the art challenge videos, which can take, you know, 20, almost 30 minutes a person, depending on how long, you know, the, the artist wants to take. So she, she took a lot of cosplay pictures and, and she was just great at it. Just, you know, running up, you know, after people and, and, you know, asking, taking her pictures and all that. So check out the, the cosplay galleries. They are on GameSpot. Um, I, I, I may bring them to comic find all the images. It's just GameSpot has a, an easier upload uploading system. Cause it's a different, um, the, the back end's just a little different, even though the two sites are merged. So I may do that. Uh, we didn't put up every single image. So I, that could be like the bonus for comic find where I'll, I'll put up every image, you know, that every cosplay picture that, that we took. So you have that to look forward to. As far as news this week, there wasn't a whole lot of news. <laughs> One thing that was interesting is, I, I shouldn't start with this, but uh, Warner Brothers CEO said that DC films have room for improvement. So this is something that you know I, I know has been said. Jeff Johns also talked about it about how you know the movies shouldn't be so dark. You know th there should be some optimism, some hope because there is some of that in in the comics. You know, yeah, in the eighties, you know, it was Dark Knight Returns that really brought the grittiness to, to mainstream comics, you know, that, that kind of, you know, saturated or seeped into other books in, in the eighties. And then, you know, the nineties, we had all the extreme stuff, but you know, it, the DC universe isn't all dark and gloomy. It, it shouldn't be like that. So um, that again, I know not everyone liked Suicide Squad, but that was one of the things that I, I like because it, it was a little lighthearted. It was kind of wacky. You know, there was humor. It, it was fun. Did it have plot holes? Yeah, there was, there, was, there was some problems with the movie. But I guess, you know, you need to think about when you're going into a movie, what, are, what do you want to get out of it? You know, if you're looking for like a masterpiece, and you know, that's one thing. But if you just want to go have some popcorn, just sit back and see these bright, colorful, you know, cool characters on a big screen doing wacky zany things you know so that that's why suicide squad worked for me and yeah i wish there were some things that they would have done differently but i didn't mind it you know i saw it a second time i'm sure i'll see it again when it comes out on blu-ray or something so we'll have to see how this you know affects the upcoming movies because you know we've already seen in you know the the, the the trailers, the clips, whatever. I know the Justice League footage wasn't really a trailer. It was an unofficial trailer from San Diego. But, you know, you saw the humor there. And, you know, even Batman's kind of cracking a joke with his little, you know, Ben Affleck smirk and, and that. So that could be a good thing. And even if there is humor, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily mean they're trying to be like Marvel. You know, Marvel did not invent humor in movies. So... I, you know, you know, people are going to make the comparison. They're going to try to do that, you know, because everyone likes to bash one or the other. So hopefully people will just enjoy it for what it is. Cause the fact that we're getting all these movies, that's, that's a good thing. When you hear those little pauses like that, if, if I don't edit those out, that is me 
drinking my morning coffee because it's it's Monday morning. Um, other other news going to Marvel. Apparently, they have filmed four Stanley cameos, upcoming cameos already. So this was was mentioned. Um, I, I forget where where I saw this at. They 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 brought them in. They they filmed a bu- bunch of you know the different cameos, and they're not just random things. You know, they do fit in for for you know the particular movie. So the big question is what cameos would they have been you know dr strange is the next movie that probably they've already filmed that so i don't think that would have been the one so we have let's see we have next year guardians of the galaxy we have spider-man homecoming we have thor ragnarok so if you don't count the dr strange that could mean i think black panther or avengers infinity war so i stanley's getting older but he's still he's still like moving along like like nothing's gonna stop him. So let's let's hope that he, <laughs> we keep getting the, the Stan Lee cameos because it's it's a great thing. Bob Iger was teasing some some Marvel and and Star Wars stuff. So they they mentioned before that you know Star Wars movies I think are planned till twenty twenty eight or something like that or some some crazy number. I think they're going to have to change it. You know, now that they have Spider-Man fit in there, you know, there's already some untitled Marvel movies, I think for 2020, you know, they haven't announced those yet, but you know, you can kind of figure out what the, what they could be, but they, Bob Iger also um, mentioned Star Wars movies. Cause I, I guess they had like some meeting and, and they just sat and, you know, talked about this stuff and mapped things out. So they have, obviously they have things mapped out to 2020, which isn't that much of a surprise. Cause we have Rogue One this year. Um, next year in 2017, we'll have episode eight. 2018 is young Han Solo movie. 2019 will be episode nine. And in 2020, we don't know, but obviously if you're following the formula, it will be another standalone movie, which there, I don't even think there's been any hints or any rumors. I think, you know, everyone's like, let's have a Boba Fett movie, which I would like. I would really like, I would love that. But, you know, what would they do with that? That was one of the things that I loved about the Expanded Universe books. And, you know, for those of you that have read it, you know, is, you know, they clarified in the books that Boba Fett survived the Sarlacc pit. You know, his his armor was eaten away by the acid of the Sarlacc's stomach or whatever and all that stuff. But he was able to get out. Dengar helped him, assisted him a little bit. But... Later in the, the the books that are like thirty you know plus years after Jedi, you know because Boba Fett has like a, a granddaughter, and I think it was his daughter that was killed by someone. I won't spoil who. It, what what I I, I I forget which book it was, but I remember there is a part where because you know Boba Fett he's a clone, and you know he's talking about you know how his his body's just kind of weak and you know not not that he's deteriorated or anything like that, but. There, there's like like maybe his his knee hurt or something like that and you know so but he was still moving along maybe he has enhanced genes i mean i don't know what the the, the cloning process was because you would hope that these clones that weren't inferior but and you know he was cloned off a of jangle fett who's supposed to be you know super awesome even though it, mace window took him out like nothing yeah i i don't i don't know what 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 they could do with that. 
you know, the other thing, what happened to the other clones? Did, I don't know if they, they, did I miss that somewhere? Is, is it in, in something where, because we, we know, we saw the, the Order 66, you know, they, they turned on the Jedi. But what happens after that? Because at what point do they stop using clones and, you know, start bringing regular stormtroopers in? Yeah, because I would imagine, you know, they, they had a finite number of clones and then, you know, at some point they're like, well, we're, we're, you know, the, the Camino clone manufacturing, you know, whatchamacallit, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm actually writing a, a text right now as I'm trying to talk. But so, so something must have happened because I, I think, I don't know if it was in a Rebels, Star Wars Rebels episode, but there's something or maybe it was a comic or something where something happened to Camino. And I think the, the clone facilities was no longer there and you know there's also the question of who who is funding it and you know how much that how far did that funding go because they made a lot of clones but it's like what happened to the clones after that and and you know maybe it's been explained already in one of the books but you know maybe they just weren't as reliable and and are clone troopers do they have a better aim than stormtroopers you know was was that something so anyways that's enough star wars talk so we'll have to see 2020. And Bob Iger also mentioned that, you know, they're already talking about something for 2021 as well. So have a lot of stuff to look forward to. As far as the box office this weekend, I did not go to the movies this weekend. Uh, but Magnificent Seven was the, the top movie. Made $35 million, So it doesn't seem like that much. I think I saw... I forgot how much it cost to make. And... But I, I, I think the reviews have been been positive. I actually haven't read any reviews. I know we, we have one on GameSpot, but I just I just didn't get around to, to reading it. So I'm curious. I'd like to see it. I don't know how it'll compare it to the original. You know, it's 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 sometimes it's hard to compare remakes because you know they're 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 made in different eras, and you know the filmmaking technology is is just different, but. I, I am I am deeply curious to see how how this movie compares. So we'll have to see about that. Storks was number two with twenty one point eight. Sully had thirteen point eight. Bridget Jones's Baby. My, my wife actually saw that with her her sister and her sister in law. Um, that only made four point five, but it was still number four. And then Snowden was at like four point one. Blair Witch is was number six with uh. 3.9, like almost 4 million. Don't Breathe is still hanging in there. So um, I, I do still want to see Blair Witch. I didn't see Blair Witch. That's not good for, I think it's the second week. Um, I'm not sure how those reviews were, I forget. But I want to see it, but it opened up during Long Beach. So I, I didn't get a chance to see that. So I do want to see that. That is it for the news. So like I said, this may be a shorter episode. But we'll see. Uh, going over this week's comics. So I'm going to start. Matt likes to start with DC. He's not here. But I guess we'll just keep the tradition, alphabetical, whatever. Um, I guess technically if we're going alphabetical, we start with Dark Horse. I did read some Dark Horse books. But uh, the first thing on, on my pile here is Trinity Number 1. So Francis Manipal is writing and drawing this. I will admit when when, you know, 
first of all, when it was announced, Francis Manipal is doing a book. That's awesome, you know, because one, Francis is a cool guy. If, you, if you've ever had a chance to talk to him, but two, you know, his art is amazing. You know, he's doing the colors now. It was just the idea is like, do we need a Trinity book? That was was my um, nagging question. And, you know, it's like, what are they going to do with this? Because, you know, you have Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman, but you also have them in a Justice League. You know, what's going to set this book apart from that? The added, not necessarily twist, but that the fact that now we have a different Superman, I think that kind of adds a nice new dynamic to the Trinity because they're not as close as they used to be. I mean, they, they know each other, but because... Superman, in a sense, is from a different reality than what, you know, different timeline, continuity, whatever you want to call it. So that kind of puts, you know, them where they don't really know each other. They do, but they don't. And that this issue, it wasn't like jam-packed superhero villain fight or anything like that. It was just basically what it comes down to is uh, Diana and Bruce, they they go to the farm to where Clark and Lois are living with, with John. And they have dinner and they just talk. But, you know, they, they reminisce about, you know, different things. And, you know, Superman's telling them about, you know, some of the, the wacky Silver Age things. And, you know, Batman's like, I don't remember that. So it, it was cool to see, you know, the different things like that. It, it's almost like, you know, we, we get to see that this this friendship, this relationship form again. But it's, it's not like the beginning of, of their careers as, as crime fighters. So there, there's some cool things. And then we have a, a bit of a cliffhanger at the end. It's like, what the heck is going on? What does that mean? So I am, I am, I'm curious with this. So I am glad that I enjoyed this as much as I, I did because I, I, I want to see more of this. I want to know what's going to happen. And then we have Superman number seven. So this there's just something charming about this book. So this is, you know, Lois and Clark and John. It basically, almost in a similar way, there, there's nothing big earth shattering that happens here. And I like that. You know, we don't always have to see Superman, you know, saving the world all the time. You know, there, there is a, a little bit, you know, where he's, he's doing some stuff, you know, quick couple pages, you know, he, he's zipping around helping everyone. But then it's like, it's the last night of the county fair. So, you know, he, he promises Lois and John that he'll go there. And he says, I won't, I won't run up, rush off as Superman. And can he do that? That That's the thing. So it's, this is something that I want to see once in a while. Because, you know, they're, they're, you want to see the humanity aspect of these characters. You know, it, it's cool seeing them using their powers and going around and, pushing moons out of the way and, and fighting dark side or whoever. But you also want to see the fact that, that these characters, you know, they, they are human, you know, they, they do have, you know, personal lives and, and fun and adventures and whatever. So it, it was a, a nice fun, you know, self-contained story. And, you know, there's, there's some stuff with, with John and, and the neighbor girl. So, I like that. Do I want to see this every month? No, but this, this was, was a, a nice, I, I really enjoyed the issue. So, so Pete Tomasi is doing a good job and Patrick Gleason there. Then with Batman, Batman number, man, number seven, we have night of the monster men. So this is starting and it, it, it's a little odd because 
you know, we have Steve Orlando, you know, scripting and plotting this was Tom King. And then we have Riley Rosmo art. So it's different from what we had before in the series, which is fine. Uh, you know, we, we've saw, we've seen seeds of the monster man, you know, people talking about that, but it just kind of kicks in. It just gets going, which in a sense, I mean, that's what we've been seeing a lot in the rebirth, especially in the Batman books where, you know, things are just going along, you know, they're not wasting time. So we, we have that. It's, it's nice that we start off Batman, you know, is, is with Batwoman on a rooftop and, you know, it's, it's raining and Nightwing's there. So they're already setting the stage for this crossover. You know, you, you got some of the characters already there and, you know, the, the rain just adds a nice element to it. I mean, it's, you know, you don't want to see sunny Gotham and then, you know, the monster men coming. So I, I like the fact that they're, they're together. You know, we, we got that little continuity with detective comics where, you know, Batman and Batwoman are, are, are working together. And, and then it just sets things up. You know, it just starts going, you know, whatever Hugo Strange is up to and Riley Rosmo, his, his monster men, I mean, they're something they, they, as you, you see them transform and then when they start, start moving around attacking or whatever, it's pretty gross. Like, especially the, the, the main one that they, they fight here. So it, it I, I liked it. This is, it's a weird story. This, and, and that's, that's what's good about it is it's, it's not your typical Batman story. Cause you know, we've seen Batman fight Joker and Two-Face and Scarecrow and you know, all, all, all that. So this is Batman fighting something different. And I, you know, I want to see how, how that goes. Having it cross over, I know some people, you know, people don't like crossovers, but hopefully you're reading the different books that this is going to cross over into. And I like this, you know, we're essentially going to have a six part story in two months. So that goes again with this fast paced rebirth, you know, the way things are going here. And if, if this was like a six month story, sometimes, you know, that feels like it, it drags on too much. Even if it's like the same exact pacing, you know, or from the issues, sometimes getting them, you know, closer together is, is better and, you know, maybe it's because we're, we're spoiled, you know, watching, you know, shows on, on Hulu or, or, um, you know, Netflix, you know, the binge watching all that. So we have that. And then it continues in Nightwing. Nightwing number five is part two. So we, we see more out of Monster Men. Art is different. So some of that vibe is, is not quite here. You know, the, the, the color is, is a little different, but we have more craziness and we have another gross monster so it's worth checking out green lanterns uh so I, i'm glad the first arc is over you know we, we get to see there's a little bit of downtime here and and again <laughs> this was like the week for, for the downtime for the dc characters so we, we see jessica and simon you know they, they survived a big crazy mission they're they're getting to know each other and, you know, Simon's mom is coming over. So, he, you know, he's hoping Jessica can help him. You know, the family's all there. So it's, it's, it's good to see this because I, I, I think Matt and I felt the same way for, for the first arc, you know, fighting the Red Lanterns and this whole thing, you know, the, the Hell Tower or whatever it was, it's, you know, digging into the Earth's core. It's going to destroy everything and, you know, end of the world and, it's that's all, all fine and dandy, <laughs> that 
but let's scale things back a little bit. You know, let's let's have a chance to to see them. You know, if if these two are going to be are forced to work together, you know, they they need to get along. They need to learn more about each other, and just you know, they they need to want to have each other's backs. So, and then uh, Simon makes an interesting decision when it comes to his mom, what he does. So so that was good. Uh, then we had Justice League, and this is more Justice League fighting these weird elemental, big, powerful things. We have great art in here. I'm just, I'm just not able to wrap my my mind around the story. There's something about it. So, um, and it's like, it's, are they trying to make something happen between Barry and Jessica? Because there's this one panel. You know, in particular, where it's like they're looking longingly into each other's eyes, and and you know, Barry, he's busy in his own comic, and so we'll have to see if anything develops there. And hopefully, you know, if if they are going to do something, they everyone coordinates this. Uh, Harley Quinn number four. So this this felt a little odd, and part of it was you know we we had art by Joseph Michael Lins- Lisner. So if you're familiar with his art, you know, he's, he's, he's done a lot. But that added a different feeling to the story, and it felt like the, the story itself was a little different. So there's some, of course, weird, wackiness, Harley adventures. I, I would, you know, I, I've talked to Jimmy and Amanda sometime when, you know, when they, they talk about these stories, but I would love to just sit in on like a brainstorming session when they come up with these stories and, or just plotting it out or writing it, you know, how, how that, that happens, you know, what magic unfolds when, when they're just coming up with all these weird things and they keep pushing. (laughs) It's like some of the things they come up with is like, I don't know how they're doing it. And I love the fact that DC is letting them get away with it and do these weird things. I, I know some people don't like that, but, if, you know, you want regular Harley, you know, you got a different sort of Harley in, in Suicide Squad as well. So this book is just, just, just wacky and everything. Um, Raven, number one, was, was an interesting read. So one, uh, it's, it's Marv Wolfman writing, which is awesome. But this follows up over, uh, I think it was last week or the week before, maybe it was two weeks ago, uh, Teen Titans, where the team is dealing with the loss of a member and they, they kind of go their separate ways. And Raven is like, well, I have some sort of family in San Francisco because I guess her mom has a sister. So it's like basically her aunt. So she's going to go there and, and just kind of hang out with these human folk. And she doesn't really know them. They don't know her. So there's this weird stuff. And then, you know, she's just going to, going to go to school and, and this is another good thing because you know, Raven's had such a weird life. If she's going to be saving humans, she needs to be able to relate to them. So it's it's not not easy you know, going back to high school. Or if you are in high school, it's 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 weird. And then Aquaman. I I I don't know how I feel about Aquaman. So, you know, there, there's more stuff. Aquaman and Mera are back in Atlantis. They're trying to figure out what's behind the sabotage and the attacks. And then, you know, we have more stuff developing with Black Manta. That, for me, is... I'm, I'm really curious to see that. Because 
it feels like they're building up Black Manta to be more of a of a badass, you know, more of a of a threat. And you know, because for the longest time he was like this kind of dorky villain with this big weird shaped helmet. And then you know, I think it was during Brightest Day when you know he started getting, you know, not necessarily cool, but you know, like like you need to respect him. So we're we're seeing you know he's just being brutal and and bad things are happening are headed towards Aquaman's way. When I'm saying it sounds like weird when I'm saying Aquaman, Aquaman. Someone who said Aquaman? Someone said Aquaman. Something I watched. So we have that Cyborg. I I'm I'm having difficulty with this trying to. I'm not sure where it's going. So if you read the Rebirth issue, there's there's a bit of a bombshell. And if I read it correctly, if I interpreted it correctly, I don't know if I like what that's insinuating. You know, what, what Victor's dad is keeping from him from the when his accident happened that, that turned basically turned him and that caused him to turn into Cyborg. I, yeah, because, you know, the question is, you know, how much humanity is within Cyborg and, and all that. Uh, I, I don't I don't really know what I want in a Cyborg series because I, I, you know, know that that's something that, you know, we, we, we talked about where, you know, it's like, it's like, well, what, what, you know, why doesn't Cyborg have a book? So, you know, we... I, a lot of people were, were complaining, you know, all the Justice League members in the New 52 had their own series, you know, the original Justice League, the the seven, except for Cyborg. And, you know, the, the joke that Matt and I made is, you know, Cyborg, all he's doing is sitting up in the Justice League watchtower on monitor duty. And so here, you know, with the previous series and this, you know, he's he's having a, some sort of, uh, you know, life and... But there's there's still there's there's something that 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 is missing. So hopefully you know something is going to come out of this. I I'm not sure how I feel about what this could mean. So we'll have to. I, I mean I'm I'm gonna you know keep reading to to see where this goes. So we have that Green Arrow. This to me. Was was what was weird about this is it was flashback to a year ago. So we have you know Ali and Amiko, you know they're fighting this. I didn't realize that the 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 watch story from the last issue that that was a year ago. I thought that was like happening now, and then you know it flashes back to the current you know today and their stuff. So it just kept jumping around, and I was just like, wait a minute, what's what's going on? So. There's, there's that. I think I'm going to jump to Marvel now instead of going through every single DC book that I may or may not have read. I read most of the other ones, but yeah, you know, there's only so much of me you guys can listen to. So going through Marvel, uh, all new Wolverine. I don't want to spoil things, but there's some good stuff that happens. So you see in the cover, I mean, this was a Civil War story. This was dealing with the, the the prediction that old man Logan was going to kill Gabby, and the 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 cool thing, the interesting thing here is he really had a problem with Gabby from his past, which is the maybe future, 
And it's like, but you know, Gabby's such a cute little kid, you know, even though she's so fierce and, and dangerous, it's like, how could, you know, why does Wolverine not like her? And, and what happened was tragic and, you know, a lot of people were upset, but yeah. So we have some, some, some good things that happen here. So I want to check that out. Amazing Spider-Man. Um, this is dealing with Doc Ock, as you can see on the cover. So his brain patterns, whatever, were in the were downloaded into the, the robot, and we see more of him possibly making a move. You know, is he going to come back? What's going to happen? And of course, you know where it seems like it could happen since this is before dead no more and we have the jackal and we have you know people dying but their bodies cloned and and that so you know it's probably he's going to be he's probably going to get a new body i mean doc ock getting a new body it's yeah he's he's supposedly died and everything and you know people are going to be like, like, you know, what, whatever, you know, he's back, but you know, this is what we want. You don't want, you don't want to see these, these legacy villains or whatever classic villains just thrown away. Death should mean something, you know, you shouldn't just be killing people just, you know, have it, you know, a, a death and then it's like, Oh, I'm going to bring them back. You know, if, if you're going to kill someone, it, it should mean something. But at the same time, you know, you know that that's it, we we got a, a, a good you know superior superior Spider-Man. I I I deeply enjoyed that that story. So if we you know his death caused that, and then now he's going to come back, I'm fine with that. You know he he was dead for for a while, so that that works for me. Um, as long you know, just don't don't kill people all the time and then bring them back. You know we we discussed this. But with what he knows now, you know, there's that added bit. You know, he, he knows he knows Peter Parker pretty intimately. <laughs> you know, he was in his body. So we'll have to see how much he actually remembers. Although, did he forget some things? I think he still knows most, most stuff. And plus, you know, he's been hanging out in the office like a creeper in a robot body. So we'll have to see what happens there. Uh, agents, I, I got to zip through these. Agents of Shield number nine. So this is Civil War. Coulson didn't agree with with the the Carol Danvers and Inhuman stuff. So he's on the run. Elektra is like put in charge, and then she reinstates Grant Ward. And it's just it's crazy because you know we just recently saw like the Grant Ward story. He was introduced to the Marvel universe, and you know him and Coulson had a past. It's different from the the TV series, which was. I, I I like that, you know, rather than just trying to copy the same exact thing. Um, I still don't like Coulson's past in this, you know, the, the the previous series compared to Secret Avengers, but whatever, I'm not going to get into that. I we, <laughs> More Grant Ward, the better, even though it's, it's not the same Grant Ward from the TV. I guess we should talk about Civil War 2. Uh, I'm not going to get into spoilers. There's really not a whole lot to, to spoil with this. I I was a little disappointed because I I thought something huge was going to happen. You know, this was big. You know, we we had delays. We were waiting and waiting for something to happen. We we do finally get the big confrontation. You know, Carol's team and Tony's team. 
they're fighting. There's there's heroes everywhere, all over. You know, stuff happening. People getting bashed left and right, and all that. And basically, um, I, I so it's kind of minor spoiler, but basically, the the, the fight stops when. Ulysses has an, another vision because when he has a vision, kind of like everyone around experiences the vision as well. It basically the vision is one hero killing another, and everyone's like, "Holy crap!" And then, I mean, it's it's kind of a big deal, but of course, is it going to happen? We've seen, you know, that's the whole whole point of, of the series where they're able to kind of stop these visions from happening, even though their attempts to stop them usually kind of forces it, you know, like almost makes it happen. So, it, you know, we, we just got the tiniest glimpse of the, the hero in question that does the killing where, you know, this, this person's like, uh, why would I do this or whatever? So, yeah. It, I mean, it, it wasn't, it didn't actually happen. You know, if it did actually happen, that's one thing. But we'll, we'll have, to, have to see. I, I don't even know when the next issue comes out. So we have that. Civil War II choosing size number six. Um, I'm trying to remember what other stories do we have in here. So, of course, we had uh, Nick Fury. Oh, we had Jessica Jones' story, which was kind of weird. It was it was an interesting story. Um, we had, there's, I think, three stories in here. So we had, was there three? So we had Jessica, oh, yeah, we had White Fox. It, I yeah that one was that was was really weird. I mean Jessica Jones wasn't weird compared compared to that, and then Nick Fury was 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 cool. So I, I really for me Nick Fury the Declan Shelby written and drawn story was was really good. Um, then we also what else came out this week? Um, Civil War two X Men, eh. Deadpool v Gambit. The, you know the first issue was was hilarious and and issues after that had been kind of hit or miss this one was was okay i mean there there's some some good moments but it was it was just all right extraordinary x men annual there's two stories here one with the the main story was there's a couple mutants in a, a i think it was a, like a british prison you know the, the minor offense they're locked up the Terrigen mist, the Terrigen cloud is headed towards a prison and, you know, Storm and the X-Men are like, you know, trying to talk to the authorities like, you need to do something to, you know, make sure these mutants are safe. And they're like, we can't do anything. We can't move them. You know, our hands are tied, political, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, they have to decide if, you know, they're going to try to do something illegal to, to save these mutants, even though they're they're kind of petty criminals and all that. The second story was Forge and Moon Girl. So disgusting. And then the same thing, the Terrigen cloud comes and what's going to happen with that? Deadpool Too Soon, Infinite Comic. You should be checking this out. It's I'm sure it's you know it's going to come to print when, you know, when it's over. But the Infinite Comics are, are pretty cool. I, I like the, the extra panels and how it just all flows together. So we still don't know who's killing everyone. So you want to see that. Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, so, okay, so this is basically, it's, it's kind of going back a little bit. Guardians coming to Earth because Carol called them. You know, she wants them to be like her secret weapon, her backup. So we, we see that like before they make their presence known. And, you know, some of the events here parallel what's happening 
in this week's Civil War. So there, there's some cool things here. But then, of course, what's going to happen when Gamora finds out Thanos is like locked up, like nearby, and Th- Gamora and Drax. So that's what's that's like the ticking time bomb there. International Iron Man number seven. This is dealing more with with Tony's parents, his real parents, biological parents, his mom. So you don't want to see that. Mighty Thor. This is dealing with. Uh, we, we, see, we see, you look at the cover. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what to say. And you know you have Jane Foster and Thor side by side. How can that be? It's crazy. It's wacky. Uh, I'm sure spoilers are out there, but you'll you'll want to read this. I I still enjoy this series. I know you know obviously a lot of people are enjoying it. A lot of there's some people who are not enjoying it, but I I, I really dig it. Power Man and Iron Fist. It since Danny's been locked up, it hasn't been as as great as I, I've enjoyed you know the, the previous issues. But there there's some good moments and everything as you know Luke's trying to figure out what to do and then. The Civil War aspect comes into it, and that's going to raise some problems for, for Luke Cage. And that astonishing Ant-Man is dealing with Scott Lang in prison. Now he's going on trial. The, the twist that heads his way is when he sees who the prosecuting attorney is. That's going to make things really awkward. Um, Punisher is, is okay. This, this is such a weird series, and, and not, not weird in, in a bad way. It's just it's 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 dark and and it's different from the last Punisher series, which is good because you know a lot of the Punisher series have been different, you know, from series to series. So we have that Uncanny X Men. Um, I'm I'm okay with this story arc because you know I'm trying to figure out you know what what's going on, what's the secret. There's still some fallout. You know, Elizabeth is trying to figure out. You know, Betsy. You know, uh, can she trust Magneto? You know, he's doing all this stuff. So we we have. All that. Venom Space Knight is Spider-Man realizing that Venom has changed. They're teaming up. So there's some cool moments there. And then we have Vision number 11. My God, this this book, it is, oh, it, it, it's so brutal. It's like, Tom King, what, what the heck are you doing? Uh, we have one more to go after this. This is it. It's like things are just getting worse and worse. It's it's it. This is a good good book. I love this series. Probably one of my favorite series of the year. So, um, if you haven't read, you are so lucky because you have all these these stories to read. Going through the rest. Let's see. I'm trying to think what I read. So I read Aliens: Life and Death. Um, that was okay. I I, I you know. I, wasn't really quite sure what was going on. Um, there's Hellboy and BPRD, 1954, and number one, Black Sun. That w- that was cool. King's West, number two. Um, I'm I'm really curious about this story, so I, I would you know recommend checking that out. Um, that is Greg Pak doing that one. And Weird Detective is just a weird book. I can't even describe that. You know, it's a detective. It was taken over by this alien thing. He's talking to his cat. <laughs> the cat's not really his cat, and it's 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 a weird book. Um, oh, Revolution Number One. I didn't read that from IDW, so I wanted to check that out. I hate Fairyland. I, this is I I just I I adore this book, so I I would that's another one I would recommend. 
Um, Grizzly Shark trade paperback came out. That was a weird and wacky series. So I, I would I recommend that. Seven to Eternity. So I did read this. This this was some. I mean, oh, it's a gorgeous book. I mean, Jerome Pena and and Matt Hollingsworth. You this is just definitely worth 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 checking out. Um, you know, it's Rick Remender writing it. So you know, you're gonna want to see what, what's going on here. And, and you know, it, it's 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 a new series. When you first read it, it's like, okay, what's going on here? You know, because it's it's a new world and everything. But you know, you you can start to get the hang of of what, what's going on in there. Um, I think oh Archie, I didn't read Archie. Archie number twelve came. No, did I read Archie? No, I don't think I read Archie. But that is about it for the books that I'm going to discuss. Um, I'm going to read just a few. Uh, questions and then call this an episode. Like I said, this is going to be slightly shorter, but I got like a million things to do. I got meetings and stuff. Fun things. So let me figure out what question we have. All right, here is one from T9000. He says, Hi, Tony and Matt, but Matt's not here. He sa- then he says, I'll also hi to Corey, even though he's not there. Don't want him to think we forgot about him. And again, you know, we're we're gonna hopefully try to get Corey back some some someday when things settle everywhere. I have a comic book question. Hopefully, it's not too hard to answer. I was thinking about what years I found to be. I almost feel like maybe I should save this question because you're just gonna get my answer. But you can ask it again if you really want to know what Matt's answer is. He said, I was thinking about what years I found to be most interesting in comics. Obviously, this depends on a lot of factors. I was able to narrow it down for me. I think I am most interested in comics from 2006 or 7, specifically with Marvel, and here's why. House of M and Civil War were great back-to-back events. Brubaker and Immortal Iron Fist. Thunderbolts changed in a very good way. I was loving Ultimate Universe books. Heroes for, Hires came, Heroes for Hire came back. In general, I really liked a lot of the books at Marvel from those years. Can you guys narrow this down for yourselves, or maybe just pick a decade that you liked the most? Thanks. Take it easy. If I were to narrow it down, just going to a decade, I would probably go with the '80s. I mean, if, if you ever check out those those books, and I mean, there's there's something about it where you know, in the '90s we had a lot of the extreme stuff. You know, we had you know, Ghost Rider, Wolverine, Punisher, like everywhere. You know, things got a little dark with extreme X-Men and, you know, there's just a lot of that. We also had like the bad girls, you know, phase where, you know, you just had all, all that everywhere. But the, the 80s, are, there's still something, you know, comics didn't like burst onto the scene like they did in 90s. In 90s also you had all the all the, the variant covers, the gimmick covers, glow in the dark, uh, you know, chromium covers, all, all that stuff. So it's like the 80s were still... You know, not to knock any of the '90s stories because there's a lot of comics from the '90s I enjoyed, but the '80s was really just just focused on working on stories. You know, you, they, they weren't trying to you know put all these bells and whistles and try to attract everyone, do crazy storylines and this and that. It was just they're just focused on each individual series. So you know, I, I did like that, and you know, a lot of like the John Byrne comics. You know, when he was doing Superman, and then when he was doing Fantastic Four. And, you know, just like X-Men books. And, you know, so for me, 
you know, the Spider-Man stuff is like, I, I really enjoyed the eighties In eighties. You also had, you know, death of the family and, and, you know, you had crisis and infant earths, you know, if you go to 84, 85. And so there's just a lot of cool stuff in the eighties. So I, I would recommend, you know, picking up back issues or trades or whatever on, on those books. And, and, and I mean, that was one of the things I did, you know, just getting back issues left and right of, of everything and just trying to read as much as I could, you know, reading the essential books and, you know, even though they're black and white and all that. So that's what I would pick. Um, reading some stuff from like the seventies, like some of those back issues, the seventies were weird compared to the eighties. So that, that's what I would say. I'm not sure what Matt's answer would be. So maybe I'll try to remember to ask him <laughs> next time we record. Um, here is a question from Ken Buckleman. He says, since the launch launch of rebirth, Superman has been one of my favorites. If not my favorite book on my pull list, we all know Superman is a hard character to write for. My question to you two is other than Superman, who is a hard character to write for? So I, I think it just really depends. You know, the, the hard thing about Superman, it's not, you know, it's not like writers say, Oh, I can't write Superman. He's impossible. But you know, when you have all these powers, you know, you have to come up with a way for him to have, difficulty fighting the villains you know he he this is a guy that can do almost anything and you would think it's like oh he should be able to fight anyone i would say another one is the flash you know this is a guy that that can move you know faster than you can think so it's like how can anyone possibly cause him a problem you know if the rogues are you know are headed out towards him he's just got to run up you know take captain cold's gun and take away mirror master's mirrors and you know tie their shoelaces together do whatever but they, you know, they do find a way to, to prevent him from doing all that. But you would just think with all that power, he could, you know, before they even get up out of their seats to make their move, you know, he should be able to find some way to stop them. Uh, I'm trying to think who else could be hard. You know, maybe Wolverine could be hard because, you know, he just does the same stuff all the time. You know, he's the best or is it what he does? So you have to come up with a way to not make him seem like a jerk. Or you know, just being a jerk, Punisher. You know, this guy, he just kills, and you know that's what's what's fascinating about the the, the current you know Becky Cloonan's um, story because you know he, it's it's a little different. So that's that's my answer. I don't know why I'm laughing. Um, and the P.S. I think Matt needs to adopt a new favorite football team for the rest of the season. Maybe that's why I'm laughing. So sorry, Matt, you're not here. You're probably crying anyways. That is going to be it for the podcast. So. Yeah, slightly shorter episode, under an hour. But hey, we're oh no, just oh you were just lucked out. Um, Scanner fifty one. So this just came in. Uh, um, he says, "Hey guys, I recently got Directv and all the movie channels, and a couple days ago, Batman Forever was on, so I watched it. I don't know why I already own it. I do that too sometimes, where I'll, I'll something comes on." And you just find yourself watching it because it's it's there. You know, you don't have to get up and find a movie, put it in, and you know, do all that stuff. Um, even though there's commercials too sometimes. Anyways, it got me thinking. Bat suits. Out of all the action movies, what's your favorite Batman bat suit? We actually did a video. There's a video on GameSpot Universe on on a YouTube channel. I I don't know if it's on Comic Vine. It might be on Comic Vine, where you know, looking at all all the different Batman suits and. Uh, you know, with the tactical suit that came out, you know, that there is that. And um, so I'm just going to read the rest of this, this, this email. 
Uh, Scanner 51 says his number one is Affleck and BVS. It looks like um, Dark Knight Returns suit with a mix of Jim Lee. Number two is Kelmer in the proto oh Kilmer in a prototype sonar suit, the second suit from Batman Forever. Always loved that suit. I'd have to go back and see that one. Um, this is a suit with no nipples. Number three is a Dark Knight suit. It's it's a good suit. Have a great week. I always thought the Michael Keaton one was weird because you know the first you know Batman he couldn't really turn his head because it was just all molded and everything. But yeah, I I do like um, the Ben Affleck suit because it's it's doesn't have all the bells and whistles. So tactic, the tactical suit looks interesting. So I have to see how they go from there. And um, then you got the bat armor, which was big and clunky, but obviously it worked when he fought Superman. So there you go. But no nipples. We don't need nipples on our bat suits. So that is it for this week. Uh, we will do more of the same <laughs> next time. I don't know if we're going to have a, a podcast on Friday. Um, I'm trying to get some guests, but the... the there's there's been an inquiry um we also have the 150th episode of the supermassive coming up so i don't just want to do a regular episode for the 150th so it should be something special but just the coordinating the times that that's one of the reasons why i stopped having guests on that show because it's just sometimes it, it worked out perfectly other times there was a lot of scrambling and you know it, when something just came up and it didn't work out so we'll, we'll see about that um, next week. And also, you know, we're, we're getting ready for New York Comic Con and just it's, it's it's crazy. So you don't need to hear all that. But thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode and a lot of cool stuff coming out. A lot of cool things happening. Hopefully you're enjoying Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, yeah, we didn't talk Gotham <laughs> premiere last week. Uh, Lucifer is back and... I'm trying to think what happens this week. Um, Exorcist started. I didn't get a chance to watch that yet. And um, I did see this next episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this week's episode. So that was pretty good. That's all I'm going to say because it is time for me to go. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions, podcast at comicbind.com. And I'll talk to you guys soon.